Inside the scarred up heart Inside a raging storm The word is angered Cause Satan has declared a war I'll fight this battle, Lord Because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, and yes, Jesus is worth fighting for. Hey, we're excited about the program that we got for you today. This is the McKay Project, and they was recently here at our Threefold Chord CD Ministry Conference. We have a conference here every year, the last weekend in June. You need to come and be a part of that. Give me a call at 618-383-2107. I'll tell you all about our conference, and we'd love to uh, invite you to come and join us right here and become part of the Rig Ministry family. And that's what Dennis and Leslie McKay has become. They have become part of our family here at Rig Ministry and we are proud to be able to work with them and I want you to do me a favor I want you to listen to this CD pass it on to somebody else and then call Dennis at 662-889-2829 order some of his great music CDs or book him for your church or your Christian event help him continue to go all across the country spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ become part of his ministry and become part of Rig Ministry. Let's all work together like that threefold cord will strengthen each and every one of us when we tie ourselves together. So sit back, listen, enjoy this CD that we have for you from our threefold cord conference recently here at Rig Ministry. Hey, we've been playing some uh, great testimonies from uh, people that we get uh, all across the country calling in and leaving great messages on our answering machine. You know, uh, that's just a touch and a few of the ones that I get. Most of them, I, I answer the phone and I get to talk to them and I don't record them. But uh, but the ones that, uh, that you hear are ones that I missed because I was probably talking to somebody else. So... Uh, they're they're awesome. I got one on my phone here. I was gonna put uh, back there, and I haven't got it done yet. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. But it's uh, and I'll tell you, these guys uh, out there, they need us. They need what we have, and we have Jesus, and they need it bad. And what do we got to do? So uh, let's go ahead and uh, Carlin, just play uh, that one, that real short one there. Uh, free at last. That's that's a great. Uh, Play that, and maybe some that might get somebody's attention out there. Yeah, I'm an HD forger. I'm a truck driver. I've been to Christ in the heart. I'm free. I'm saved. Thank you all for your CD. I 
Amen. Yeah, man. When he says, I love y'all, he's talking to y'all. He loves you all because we are one. We are a threefold cord wrapped together to make us all stronger. We are one if we work together. So lots and lots of testimonies like that. I'll tell you what, what a powerful, powerful testimony. You, you heard the ones on the telephone. You're getting ready to hear one real live right here. This man, uh, he called uh, when we was over at the Louisville Truck Show, and he called and uh, he said he'd been listening to these CDs and he talked about his wife, Donna, right? Yeah. Can you want to tell them, share that, a little bit of that? Sure. All right. Hi, my name's Doug, and uh, I've been listening to Gary's and them CDs for about maybe a month or so. Picked them up there at the uh, 99 truck stop. And Donna had went to the doctor to have a breast examination, and the hospital called her back, wanted her to come down that Friday. They found something in her breast. They wanted to do more tests. And we fight a lot, but I love this woman. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't want to live, live without her. So, and I've been listening to CDs and got to crying and carrying on. I, I called Gary up, and I was crying so much he couldn't understand me. <laughs> And finally he got down on it, and he, he figured out what I was talking about, and I was pulling in to get fuel with him, and we were still talking on the telephone. And, uh, and him, Daryl prayed for Donna, and the next Friday, I, I, he told me he was down at the truck show, and I says, uh, well, if I get a good result, I'll be down to see you guys. If not, I'm probably not going to come down. So anyway, we went to the doctor that Friday. I went with her, and I'm, I'm new at this. See, I, I was brand new at all this. I'm still new at it. And I sat there in that little waiting room while they took her back there, and I kept, all I could think of, I kept saying, devil, you ain't allowed in here. Devil, keep you out of here. You're not allowed in here. Don't come in this room. You're not allowed in this building. And I sat there, and people were looking at me like I'm nuts. I'm saying this out loud. And all the other women sitting in there thinking, this long-haired guy's crazy. So anyway, quite a while, I was back there, and they come out, and she had a big smile on her face, and I knew everything was going to be all right. Praise you, Lord. So, well, I turned my phone off. Gary had asked me to call him. I was just so excited, I, I just forgot to call. And I turned my phone off, and the next morning I'm heading down to Louisville. I thought, man, ain't nobody called me, and usually somebody called me complaining about something. So I reached down my phone. I said, well, it ain't on. I turned it on. I had a message from Gary and Daryl. I'm telling you what, people like this that don't know you from Adam, don't know you a bit, or that concerned to call you and check on you, there's something to this. There's something to this God thing, and I'm going to learn what it is, and I'm going to proceed with it. So I, I, I walked in, and I, I took him two guys, and went just like this, I hugged their necks. Because, I mean, strangers don't do that for people, you know? And uh, so I'm, they didn't give up on me. I'm not giving up on them. So, And I thank you very much. All right, thank you, thank you, Doug and Donna. Continue to pray for them, will you? Just keep praying for them, okay? All right, uh, Enrique, you're, this is the first time you've ever been here, right? Come here a minute, buddy. Tell me who you got with you there. Yeah, bring them up here. <laughs> yeah, come on up here. <laughs> Enrique, he's from uh, Oklahoma. El Reno, Oklahoma, and this is his two sisters, uh, Mary and Lydia, right? Did I get that right? Yeah. 
Mary Lou, okay. Well, I thought I'd done pretty good, Mary. <laughs> but uh, they're from Texas. Yeah, they live out there in the great state of Texas, man. Right, Jim? Amen. Yeah. So Enrique, he he uh, picked up one of our CDs when? Well, uh, uh, first I want first I want to say that um, I got saved about three years ago, and I'd seen the CDs, and they were just yeah, the God, the devil had me, and I didn't pay no attention to them. Then after I got saved, and I, oh, I'm gonna start listening to these, and and uh, and then I just kept my faith. The more I listened to them, the more I wanted, the more I wanted, the more I wanted, and then, and I started giving them to my family and friends and everybody, and and uh, and uh, I, I, my passion is Jesus now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. You want to say anything, Mary Lou? This is my first time here, and when my brother um, gave me some CDs and I listened to them at home. And I cried on some of them. And I've been going through a hard time also in my life with my family. And seeing my brother change has really been very emotional for me because he was lost. And now he is with God. And he has been saved. And I am so proud of him. And I am so happy to be here because he invited me. And I've been going through some problems and sickness in the family. And I says, I'm going to try and make it. And the morning that I was going to leave, things were happening, and things were happening. And I said, no, you're not going to stop me. I'm going to go. Amen. And the Lord is going to be with me, and here we are. Thank you. Amen. Thank you very much. How about you, Lydia? I'll say a little something. A little something. <laughs> Hi. Um, my brother, when he sent me these CDs, and I went and put them in my car, and I started driving around, I pulled over to listen to these words and that this music had. I mean, it also brought tears to my to my face. I mean, I was just, oh, my God. I, I fell in love with it. And the more I heard it, the more I wanted it. I was hungry for more. I was hungry for more. And also, when he called me and talked to me, he was trying to preach to me, which was a change. He was not He was not ever like that. We're always, always trying to be, you need to go to church. Oh, no, church will fall down if I go to church, if I enter that church. You know, and he changed completely. And that's what I give grace to God. Change them around. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. We're, we're so glad you're here today. We're so glad you're here today. Uh, Mark is with ACT. Uh, tell us about your ministry real quick. Gary knows I'm a preacher and a singer, so, you know, I could. Uh, we have 34 acres up in uh, Brownstown, Illinois, <clears throat> right on exit 68 on I-70. And we have free parking, laundry, coffee, and showers for drivers. And uh, we can park about 40 trucks right now, and we're looking to expand. But uh, our idea is we just show them the love of Christ. And when we do that, there used to be a sign up there that said uh, Oasis of Love. But we kind of took that down because some people misconstrued that. You know? <laughs> but it really is an oasis of love. And so when the driver comes in, we want them to go out that gate feeling better than they did when they came in and telling everybody else about it. And so Gary supplies a lot of the CDs we use, and we're all working together, like I said before, so that we can reach, you know, when we do it the way God did it, you go into Acts chapter 2, you'll see how God set it up. When we do it that way, it's going to be blessed, and we're going to be multiplied. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. They got a great ministry up there at Road Angels, Clyde. Clyde's part of the Road Angel right there. Wow, we got a lot of first-timers here. All right. Uh, you been here before? 
Mona. Mona is a chaplain for Channel 21 Ministries, and uh, she's uh, doing a great ministry for the women truckers out there. So uh, uh, you want to contact all you ladies out there that are looking for other ladies to help you out on the road? She's the one to do it right there, Mona Beatles. So make sure you contact her, talk to her, and uh, get her phone number and all her information. You want anything you want to say or did? Um, this is really awesome. This is a pleasure to be here with everybody. Um, I talked to a lot of the, the, the gentlemen and ladies that, you know, online, and I am just in awe of what God is doing through this ministry. Um, I met Brother Robin, and um, he's doing an excellent job in keeping up with people. There's been people set free. They, they're changing. They get in these CDs. Well, you know, I'm a veteran of 27 years of driving truck, and I picked up the CDs, and um, God just touched me through them. He really changed me, and I wanted to meet Mr. Cross because, I mean, all of them have a, a special meaning, and they all are true testimonies how God has changed our lives. And he wants, God wants to use us to change other people's lives. But when I listened to Mr. Cross's, it really, I was going through Dallas. I was so crying I couldn't even see I had to pull over inside of Dallas because it hit me so hard because it was so true how we have so many churches and so many people that have called themselves Christians but nobody went and knocked on the door and it's time that we take over and it's time that we really make a difference in this world it's time to take the church outside of the walls. We are a church without walls. We got to take the church to the people. We got to do that dominoes things that James Payne talks about. We got to deliver the message. We got to take it to them. Uh, brother David, how are you doing, brother? First time you ever been here. How'd you get one of our CDs? Picked it up at a low school barbecue restaurant. Wow. And I've been bawling ever since I hear them. You know. I've been in ministry most all of my life. I play piano and sing, but a number of health issues, I can't do that much no more. So God has moved me out of my comfort zone, and I'm going to in a different direction. He's leading me, and I'm going to start a trucker's chapel down in western Kentucky area. Wow, wow. God's, God's moving on this man right here. Who else we got here the first time they've been here? Pastor Tim Denny, right? Yes, sir. All right. I'll just make this very short. I met Brother Gary at a Louisville truck show, and I picked up a CD, uh, Two Ordinary Men. And I drive a truck locally, plus drive a tr uh, pastor church and drive a truck locally, which I'm extremely busy. I kept listening to that CD over. I couldn't stop. And one day the Lord said, call Brother Rayburn. I said, I can't. I'm just so busy. I know he's busy, and I kept putting it off. I got to where I couldn't even sleep. And I finally, I said, I finally called him. I said, brother, I don't even know why I'm calling you. I have no idea. <laughs> I just know I got to call you. But just to make it short, since then, God has used ECDs in a doctor's office. I've got a, a, a church, I call them family member, not church member, that is a receptionist in a doctor's office. And they've been 10 people get saved out of that doctor's office. Woo! Amen. This doctor has allowed us to put a little display there with free CDs. 
And this doctor's not even a Christian, but she will be soon. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, and I just appreciate Brother Rayburn and uh, 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 giving me, well, God first, but Brother Rayburn giving me the opportunity, amen. To, and he also let me put the, the, our church name and my phone number on the CDs, which is awesome. Yeah. And I called him, asked for permission before I would do it. And he said, absolutely, do it. And I and and also I've been going down flying J and passing them out every Saturday night. I, amen. The truck drivers, praise the Lord. But God is using these CDs in in, in a wonderful way. Amen. And I appreciate Brother Gary so much. I appreciate you, brother. All right. Thank you, brother. Praise the Lord. Who else is who else is here for the first time? Brother Dave, right? Oh, all right, Dave. Where are you from, Dave? I'm from Bowling Green, Ohio. Bowling Green. Uh, this, Tell us about your ministry out there. Well, I'm a chaplain with Truck Stop Ministries, and we've been passing out your CDs out there. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, thank you for coming. And uh, that's your buddy right there. All right. Anybody else? First time they've ever been here? Debbie. Debbie, right? All right. I'm, I'm headed your way. You're the last one. And then I've got... Uh, Boy, we got some we got some awesome music here. Uh, Dan Duncan and Marilyn—that's the first time they've been here, but you've, they've already introduced themselves, and you know all about their ministry. Okay, Debbie, stand up. Where are you, where are you from, Debbie? I'm from St. Elmo, but I'm on the uh, ACC, and we have free food, and this is one of our best cooks. So I. I can testify to that. We got to go up to the trucker's jamboree, and the food was awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, all right. We're going to get, uh, oh, before we do that, I've, where's my wife? My wife is in here. Come here, Linda. Somebody asked me, uh, Janet, Jan you didn't say anything, did you? Yeah, Janet. Janet wanted to meet my wife, so there she is. <laughs> Tell us, Janet. I'm Janet. I'm from Florida, Winter Haven, Florida, and I'm just, praise God, thank you, Jesus, that I'm here. I've tried to be here for five years. I've been listening to Gary since he was on cassettes, so it's been a long time. That's a long time ago. Stay up here. Stay up here in just a minute. This, this is my wife, Linda. We've been married for uh, how many years, dear? 34. 34 years, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's been, she is the reason I'm saved. She's the reason I'm here. And she has stood by my side until just recently. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Linda has found her another fella. And she has. I mean, she's fell in love with somebody else. Uh, well, I've got a picture of him. Uh, can, there he is. That's Linda's new fella. <laughs> That's our brand new grandson. Ain't he, ain't he cute? I fell in love with him, too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he's got more hair than I do. <laughs> I'm having fun. I hope everybody else is. <laughs> hey, y'all ready to... His name is Lane Robert Wells. He's 11 months old. And he is a handful. Ain't they? <laughs> They're handfuls when they get that age. Boy, I'll tell you. But, oh, man. I they're getting ready to introduce themselves, and they're going to tell us all about their ministry, and uh, we're just going to turn the whole service over to them right now. Get on up there, folks. 
This is Dennis and Leslie McKay from Columbus, Mississippi, and they have become very, very, very good friends of mine. As a matter of fact, we produced a brand new CD. It's called Lonesome Road, Volume 1, and they're on sale out there in the foyer. This is the first time we've ever sold a CD, but the reason we're doing that is because we need money for to run this ministry. If you've noticed, the drilling company over there has rigs all over the place. They ain't supposed to be here. Things are not going well for the drilling company. We need your prayers for that. Due to that, the finances are not like they used to be. We can't just spend money like we want to to get the gospel out. So we need your help, really. That's what it all boils down to. We've never asked for money, but we never turned any down either. <laughs> so uh, the, the CDs out there, we're selling them for $10. It's called Lonesome Road, Volume 1. It's produced by Dennis and Leslie McKay, Studio 115A, Mac Records. And if you need anything done, brother, if you need anything done, he's your man. And if you want to get something out on the radio, he's your man. I mean, we've got the people here to do what we need to get done. And if we work together, there's nothing we can't do. Dan Duncan can get your uh, songs on the radio. Well, I think Dennis can get your songs on the radio. So there's all kinds of uh, ways to get together and work together to uh, make some beautiful music, testimonies, and just a little bit of preaching every once in a while. That's right. <laughs> I love you guys. It's all yours. All right. Well, let's give Jesus Christ a good rig. Yeah. Welcome. Come on. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Let's go for it. Here we go. I'm sure we're going to sing some songs. Y'all know this one. Sing along with us. And what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I said, oh, precious is the flow that makes of Jesus and for my cleansing this my plea nothing but the blood of Jesus and I said oh precious is the food that makes me white
Ah, I tell you what, baby, this is great. I know, it's awesome. One of the best things that I feel that has happened to McKay Project was getting introduced to Rig Ministries. That's right. Um, and I can Amen. say that with all sincerity. Um, you know, seeing how that you guys are taking the ministry and doing what Jesus Christ intended to be done with the ministry. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not against organized religion. I believe that you are to go to church and you are to assemble with other saints. But too many of our churches have taken away the tear-stained altars and they've replaced it with flashing lights and smoke machines, trying to be modern and trying to be on the cutting edge. But I'm glad that God has a remnant of people, and I feel a preach coming on oh, right now. Go ahead. I'm glad God has a remnant of people that still has a vision to see souls saved. It's not about who's the most popular church in town, who's got the best clientele. I had a guy one time tell me, I had a friend of mine, a musician friend, and he was down on his luck. He had real long hair, and, and he had all kind of drug problems and everything else. But he wanted to change his life, and he went to one of our top churches in Columbus, Mississippi. And this guy told me, he come back by the studio one day, and my drug addict friend said, man, I went to this and called the name of the church. And he said, but you know, we just didn't really feel all that welcome. A few days later, I saw one of the church officials, and I said, Hey, God told me he came to your church and it embarrassed him. He said, yeah, he did. But, you know, we encouraged him to go somewhere else. He doesn't fit our clientele. I said, clientele? He said, yeah, you know, he said, we have a lot of doctors and lawyers that come to our church. And he just really didn't fit in. You know, he just wouldn't work out in our church. Shame on the church when we get to that stage. Amen. I'm glad that Jesus loves me when I get up in the morning. And if you've ever seen me when I first get up in the morning, it ain't a pretty sight. But I'm glad my Jesus loves me, and he loves you. And I'll, I just we're going to try to sing some more, but I tell you, kind of leads us into this next song. I had, um, we've had so many people call us, and this was one of the songs that Gary included on one of the rig CDs. But uh, this was a, uh, a true story about a family that I knew. His daughter called me up one day and said, I want you to write a song about my dad. Well, let me tell you just a little bit about her dad. He was a town drunk. If you've ever seen um, the Andy Griffith show and you've seen Otis, that was her dad. He was a lovable guy, everybody loved him. But he was a town drunk. And his wife was a Pentecostal preacher. <clears throat> now, let me tell you a little bit more about this guy. Everybody thought he was so lovable. He would walk around over town on Saturday. He would be so drunk, he wouldn't hardly know where he's at. And he would, you could hear him singing above everything. And I mean, he, could, he would belt those songs out. And he'd get drunk and pass out on a park bench. Sometimes, if he'd been drinking too much, he'd just go to the local jail and say, y'all need to put me in jail, I'm too drunk to drive. And they'd lock him up for the night and get him up the next day and send him back home. But he had a dark side to him. When he would come home, sometimes he would get paid on Friday afternoon and he would disappear until the wee hours of the morning on Sunday morning. 
And when he would come home, if his wife didn't have a meal prepared for him, he would get violent and he would beat her. She would show up for church on Sunday morning with dark sunglasses on, and when she did, everybody knew what had happened. They would ask her, how's your husband doing? She had one standard answer. I never heard her give an answer other than this one answer every time. Y'all keep praying for him. God's working on him. Sunday after Sunday, she'd show up for church with those dark sunglasses on. When they would say, sister, how's your husband? She'd say, y'all keep praying. God's working on him. Y'all keep praying for him. One Sunday morning, he came in at a very unusual time. Woke her up, flipped the light on. And she was prepared to try to defend herself like she had done so many times before. But this Sunday morning, he had big tears rolling down his cheeks. He said, honey, I am so tired of living like this. I want that same God you've got. Knelt down by that bed. She led him to Christ. And from that Sunday forward, he was the first one to show up in that parking lot for church. And I remember as a young teenage boy, I'd be sitting in the back of the church, and he'd be up there on that front row. And he'd have those hands up in the air hollering, amen. And down in Alabama, where I was raised, we had what we call testimony services. Somebody would get up and testify. Preacher say, come up here and lead us in testimony service. Somebody would get up and testify and tell what God had done for him. And they'd say, okay, who else has got a testimony? He'd be the first one to jump up. He'd have those hands straight up there and say, I just want to tell you what my Jesus has done for me. So his daughter called me one day. And she said, would you please write a song for my dad? She said, I've got the hook line. And those of you in the music business, the hook line means the theme of the song, the idea for the song. She said, I've got the hook for it. And I said, what's that? She said, he sure came a long way from a bar stool to a church pew. And about five minutes later, he got to give me this song. And we want to do it for you. I hope it blesses you. It goes like this. Every Friday night you could find him Right up to closing time Sitting on a bar stool Beneath the neon sign He'd be pouring whiskey down All his sorrows he tried to drown But he sure came a long way From a bar stool to a church pew I thought I'd never see the day That he'd be the first one up on Sunday morning And the first to kneel and pray And he sure came a Yes, he did, from a bar stool to a church pew. I like this verse right here. Now every Sunday night you can find him. And he's always right on time. 
He'll be sitting right there on that front row with his hands raised up high. And when he shouts, Amen, sometimes I can't believe that's really him. Cause he sure came a long way from a bar stool to a church pew. I thought I'd never see the day that he'd be the first one up on Sunday morning. And the first to kneel and pray. Yeah, he sure came a long, a long way. A long, long way. From a bar stew to a church Aren't you glad of a God of second chances? I tell you, there was a time in my life that I walked away from God. My dad's a Pentecostal preacher. I was raised in the back of a tour bus. We traveled all over the United States. Dad preaching revivals and us kids singing and playing. And there was a time in my life that I turned my back on God. I walked away from everything about the church. And I've made myself a vow. I am done with church. And somebody was saying something earlier. Some of the deepest scars that you will have sometime are caused by church people. And that's what had happened in my life. And I walked away from everything. I said, I am through with church. I'm through with God. The only time I would use God's name was in vain. And I got pretty good at that. And I went on the road traveling, playing with uh, different rock bands and um, got to get on stage and do stuff with some of the well-known rock and blues bands. Got to, got to play with Leonard Skinner Band on some shows and got to do stuff with the Marshall Tucker Band on some shows and uh, was on the road with a blues band called the Stone Blue Band and we were, we were burning up the big-time blues life. I've crawled on tour buses and there would be lines of cocaine, any kind of pills that we needed, alcohol, all the party, party people that you wanted to party with was available. And during that whole time, God never one time turned his back on me. I thought I didn't need him anymore. I didn't want to talk about him. If I was dialing the radio and I came across the gospel station, I couldn't get it off there fast enough. I didn't want to hear anything that had to do with Christianity, anything about God in any shape, form, or fashion. And a lot of the church people wrote me off. I was telling somebody earlier, I'm not proud of it now, but then there was nothing I loved any better than getting boozed up and seeing one of those church people that I knew and walking up and saying, how are you doing? I wanted them to know I would been drinking because I, I knew they were talking about me, but there were some Christian people that never one time wrote me off. And man, one, one particular friend of mine, he's a pastor down in Mississippi, 
And I used to hate seeing him when I was running from God because he would just walk up to me, wrap his arms around me and start loving on me in Jesus name and saying, God ain't through with you yet, Dennis. God still got to work for you. I was on stage one night. We were opening up for Sammy Kershaw and uh, there were some, several other big names on the bill. We were the opening act and um, there was about 30,000 people in attendance at this big outdoor concert that they were having and everything was going great. Everything was gelling that night. And if you're a musician, you know what I'm talking about. We couldn't buy a mistake. Sound was great. The band was tight. We were doing a song. There was girls lined up all across the front doing what girls do at parties central like that. And uh, so as, as a guy, I was loving it. I thought, man, this is so cool. And I had already had some fans and they were screaming out my name as I was getting ready to do my lead guitar ride. And as I was getting ready to step up to the front of the stage, I heard somebody call my name. The stage volume was horrendously loud that night, but I heard somebody call my name. I looked at the rest of the band and they all smiled because everything was going great. I heard my name called again. I thought, well, maybe it's one of the sound guys, the guitar tech or something, or one of the sound guys. I looked over to the side of the stage. They just smiled and gave me a thumbs up. As I stepped up to the edge of that stage, I heard a voice that was just like a soft whisper, and it was louder than any stage volumes that we were hearing that night. And he didn't just call my name that time. He called me son. He said, son. I didn't give you your talent to be doing this. I had been raised in a Pentecostal preacher's home. I had played my guitar and praised his name. And I'd seen people come to the altar, seen people healed, delivered, set free. Here I was that night, had turned my back on God. And he still loved me so much that he called me son. I ran from God for a while after that. But I thank my God so much that he wasn't like a lot of churches and like a lot of church folks. He didn't look at me and say, he doesn't fit the clientele that we're looking for. Right. He didn't look at me and say, he's done too many bad things. And I'd done a lot. I didn't care who I hurt as long as I was being happy. I didn't care if it hurt my children. I didn't care if it hurt family members. I was concerned only with what would make Dennis McKay happy. That was my life. That was the life I lived from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. I wanted to make sure Dennis was taken care of. But Jesus Christ loved me so much that during all that time, he was right there. And he never one time gave up on me. This next song we're going to do, if I can get through this, I've, I've, it's me and another guy was talking a while ago. I feel him Holy Ghost doodads up here, y'all. Whew. We're going to do a song that was written by Vince Gill, and this is, this is kind of something I want to make sure that you understand. If you have somebody in your life that you've been praying for, don't you give up on them. It doesn't matter how much they turn their back. It doesn't matter what they tell you, how they treat you. You, you be like a pit bull. You grab a bite and you hold on. 
and you say, I'm not turning loose till I see your life turn around. And Vince Gill wrote this song, and I've never got to talk to Vince personally and find out his status with Jesus Christ. But after hearing him sing this song, I've got to believe that he knows what it's like to have a relationship with Christ. And this song says, tell me one more time about Jesus. And it goes like this. Tell me one more time about Jesus. All about forgiveness and grace. Won't you tell me one more time about Jesus? Lord, I need just a little more faith. Here comes my old friend, the preacher. Yeah, he's knocking at my door He's out trying to save all the sinners He's been here so many times before I love the easy conversation Man, that preacher sure can talk he brings up my need for salvation Even though he knows I'm stubborn to fall But won't you tell me one more time about Jesus All about forgiveness and grace Just tell me one more time Lord, I need just a little more faith. Walk by the church on Sunday morning. I slipped on in the back door. It's sure been a long time Tell me, preacher, what I need to know. And his words were like a cool drink of water. He said, sinners, come on down the aisle. So I went running for that altar. You should have seen my old friend, the preacher, smile. Said, won't you tell me one more time about Jesus? All about forgiveness and grace. Come on, preacher, just tell me one more time about Jesus. Lord, I need just a little more faith. Lord, I need more faith. 
Well, I tell you, this has been awesome, and I'm t- I can just feel the spirit in this place. It is amazing, and, um, you know, aren't you so thankful? We've heard so many different people talk about the CDs that they were given and how they got to hold CDs and how it changed their lives, and aren't you glad that somebody decided they would tell you one more time about Jesus? You know, one more time. You know, that's one of the things when Dennis and I go out and we do this, um, I guess our message is that, you know, God is the God of second chances. And uh, how many of y'all know that? Second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Some of us are really hard-headed, and it takes a few more times to get it through your thick skull. And uh, we tell people that, and we tell people, you know, there's not anything that you can do to make him stop loving you. Because he is, he's just, he's there just ready for you to surrender and just to um, accept him. And so we just, we want people to know that when we go out and we do this thing. Amen. Now, for those of you that may not, how many is this the first time you've ever seen McKay Project? Well, howdy. How your mama them? We from Mississippi, and that's the way we group folks down there. Most of the time, that's one of the first questions you ask is, how's your mama them? And uh, so I uh, hope, hope everything's going good there for you. But one of the things that we love down in Mississippi, and that's, our mama, we love Jesus, and we like some barbecue, and we like some blues. Amen. And uh, so, like I said, I traveled for quite a few years on the road with a couple of blues bands, and uh, I just, I love that style of music. And I remember when I was a little bitty boy, my dad was Pentecostal preacher, so we couldn't listen to nothing but gospel music. So I would take my transistor radio with the earbuds and I'd sneak in the bed and get under the bed and put my radio under the pillow and put that earbud in my ear and I'd listen to stuff with Buddy Guy and Muddy Waters and a bunch of those guys, B.B. King hitting a little Lucille and doing stuff like that. I said, mm, I like that. That music's speaking to me. I was kind of like the, uh, Steve Martin in that movie, The Jerk, when he found music that started speaking to him. And them toes got to doing this right here. And he found out, I can snap and do that at the same time. I said, I love that music. But when I got saved, rededicated my life to God and got off all the alcohol and getting high and doing all that crazy stuff I'd been doing for so many years, I never stopped loving that music. But I knew I couldn't keep going them same places and playing the same songs that I'd been playing. So I told somebody... I got to thinking about it one day, and I said, well, we're going to heaven, so we could call it sky blue music. And then I heard somebody else, they said, ma'am, won't you just call it rhythm and praise? I said, no, I do like that one. So we're going to do a little, this is an old gospel song for you, and we're going to do it in a little rhythm and praise fashion. A song that talks about that good old gospel ship goes like this. Through the air Yeah, I 
gonna take a trip on that old gospel ship. I'm going far beyond the sky. Yeah, and I'm gonna shout and sing, good Lord knows until all heaven rain while I'm being this We need to take this world over and take it back, and we need to take that kind of music back for God. Amen. <laughs> We're going to do an old song for you. If y'all want to stand to your feet and clap your hands, y'all make yourself right at home. Go like this. Said song that morning when this life is over, I'm gonna fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. I said I'll fly away, oh glory. I'm gonna fly away when I die. Hallelujah, by and by. Well, now just a few more happy days, and I'll 
a land where doors will never end. I said, I'll fly away. Well, now I'll fly away. No, me, I'm gonna fly away. I said, when I die, hallelujah, by and by, Just a few more happy days and then I'm gonna fly away to a land where joys will never end. I said I'll fly away. Well now I'm gonna fly away. It's when I hallelujah by and by. I wanted to sing another fast, and I said I would if I could. <laughs> Woo you can do it. Let's give Jesus another good praise offering. I think he deserves it, don't you? Woo. And those of you here for the earlier session this afternoon, didn't you enjoy Brother Dan Duncan's performance and testimony? Amen. I tell you, uh, we, we have been involved in a lot of those type events um, like Dan puts on with the ICGMA. And the ICGMA is by far our favorite event that we do. We look forward to it all year long. And uh, we are just, we feel so, so fortunate. We're nominated, I think, in about eight different categories this year, different things. Yeah, I said, you're amazing. Last year, Brother Dan got to present us with a great big old shiny trophy that named us the 2016 ICGMA Duo of the Year. And you know, I, I think I've, Dennis and I talked about this. I think the thing that, about that award that meant so much to us and has meant so much to us is that our fellow artists vote on that award. It's not a popularity contest. It's, it's the fellow artists who are members of the ICGMA vote on that. And so that really meant so much to us. Um, and 
there because there's a lot of really good talent in that organization. Yes, so anyway, we're looking forward. We'll be back there again the end of July in West Plains. So yeah. I hope y'all went by and saw Dan and Marilyn and got you some information. So y'all just need to come on down to right. West Plains, Missouri. And it's, it's not uncommon time. to see artists like Walt Mills, Dale Way, uh, James Payne. Mike Manuel. Mike Manuel is going to be here tomorrow night. Uh, just several different artists, top, top artists that you hear on the radio are all members of the ICGMA, and we are just so honored to be part of that family. And we're looking forward to being there. We're going to do one for you right now that I wrote after I got snubbed one night, or late one afternoon. Uh, true story, I, a lady pulled up beside me in a brand new Mercedes Benz, and she looked over at me, and I looked at her, and I just did what I always do. I threw my hand up and spoke, and she snubbed me. You were in a ratty car. And I was in a ratty in car, yard. and I'd been working on a lawnmower, and I was greasy and nasty and dirty, and my headliner was sagging and, and car needed painting, so, you know, but. Still. Still. She shouldn't have snubbed She shouldn't have snubbed me, because I got to thinking, lady, you just snubbed royalty. I know I may not look like it, but my papa is the king of kings. And he, if he wanted me to, he could give me two of them brand new Mercedes. You heard that, God. And I went home and I wrote this song. And I hope you like it. It goes like this right here. It says, I am royalty. Royal blood flows through me Yeah, my father is He is the king of kings So just remember, friend When you look at me There's more than I can see Cause I am royalty Well, I ain't never been much On wealth and fame I don't care who knows my name And I know when you look at me There ain't much to see Ah, you'd probably be surprised To realize I'm royalty Oh, I am royalty Royal blood flows to me Yeah, my father is He is the king of kings so just remember, friend, when you look at me, there's more than I can see, cause I am royalty. We're going to play now. Cause I am royalty 
For those of y'all, I noticed several of you raised your hands. This is your first time seeing McKay Project. We would love it if you'd go on Facebook, look us up, like us, follow us, friend us. Um, just search for McKay Project. And um, we have, I think this is our, is this our third trip back to, to Illinois it this is. year? And, uh, you know, last year um, at the ICGMA, that's how we met Gary. And that was, we're one of the artists that Dan went and gathered up to come and talk to Gary to do an interview. And um, it wasn't too long after that, we got home and Gary called out of the blue one day and said, I got this idea to do a truck driving CD. And he wanted to see, you know, he knew we had the studio and stuff and he wanted to see if uh, we'd be willing to work with him on that and produce the CD. And, and interestingly enough, the part that, that you probably don't know is that uh, probably about a month or so before that, we had a really good, uh, we got a really good minister friend of ours who has given us several words of knowledge um, over the last year since we started our ministry. And um, he had told us, he said, you know, he said, y'all need to get ready. He said, because God's getting ready to take y'all in uh, very unconventional places as far as non-traditional type situations. We do churches and we've done a lot of churches and that's, you know, we love churches and, um, but he said, he's getting ready to take y'all places that are other than the traditional church. And it wasn't long after that when, um, Gary called us and we got working on the Lonesome Road Volume 1, uh, CD. And so it has been a, an amazing ride just, and it's not even been a year yet. And, uh, through that, we met the guys at, at, at ACT and got to go down and do their spring jamboree. Um, Dennis has done the Lord's round table. Is that mine? And um, we've done uh, some other things, you know, that God just opened up some doors for. And, and I have to tell you, um, about, was it last week? Week before last, Dennis got a call. We get calls from truck drivers, too, because um, yeah. Gary's we put our it. songs and put McKay Project on some of the rig CDs that are going out. And we got a call from a truck driver. Right there, says one of them. Yeah, it is. And uh, this guy said, he said, have, have I got McKay Project? Um, do y'all, is that who I've got? And Dennis said, yeah. He said, you do. He said, well, he said, I don't really know how to say this. He said, but he said, I'm a truck driver. He said, and I was stopping. It was about 1130 at night at a post office. He said, I'm in Gainesville, Texas. And he said, I stopped at this post office to mail something. And he said, you know, they have that table in the post office where you can write, you know, use it to write your stuff and fill out your forms and all that kind of stuff. And he, he said, I was sitting, he said, I was doing that. He said, I looked over there and he said, there's this CD laying on the counter at the post office. And he said, it was one of our CDs. He said, were y'all planning to mail something to somebody in Gainesville, Texas? I don't know what that is. Um, it's the devil, get out of here. <laughs> he said, I said we, Dennis was like, no, I mean, because we don't know anybody in Gainesville, Texas. We don't think we do. He said, well, I was just gonna tell you, he said, your CD was laying here brand new. He said, just laying there on the counter. He said, and so I picked it up and I looked at it and he said, and I thought, I'm going to take this. 
And he said, so he took the CD and he said, because I'm calling you to say that if this was supposed to be sent to somebody else, he said, then just let me know, he said, and I'll pay for the shipping to send it to whoever y'all were supposed to send it to. But, you know, I thought that is just so amazing. Here's a truck driver who's going through a town, stopped at the post office late at night, and our CD happens to be laying there on the counter, and he picks it up. And Dennis got to talk to him, you know, about our ministry of encouragement that we have for people and, you know, some of the things that God's done for us. And I tell you, it's just been amazing. And I'm just so pleased and just, it just thrills my soul. You don't go, we go to a lot of con conventions and stuff. And I love that Gary going out in the, in the audience and just asking everybody to kind of share, you know, how they got their CDs and all that stuff. I mean, it's just, it really lets you know that y'all are making a difference. Y'all are making a difference, and we are so honored to be a part of that difference because, I mean, we're just going to win this country and take it back from highway to highway. So, Thank you, baby. Uh, we're going to do one. Hang on, baby. You'll read my lips in a second. We're going to do one. Uh, <clears throat> this was my mom's favorite song, and um, my mom went home to be with the Lord in 1996, I seen my mom pray for people, my dad pray for people, and they were healed instantly. Just like that, I've seen people that couldn't hear, could hear the tiniest whisper with their back turned after dad prayed for them, after mom believed and prayed. I've seen blinded eyes open. A guy um, fell out in the middle of the church one night and there was somebody there from the medical field and they said, he has no pulse, he is dead. And dad got down and started praying and it wasn't but a few moments till that guy jumped straight up in the air and started running up and down the church aisles. I've seen all kinds of miracles take place. But in 1996, cancer took my, home, my mom home to be with Jesus. Now, why, why the Lord didn't heal my mom, I've had a lot of people ask me that. I don't know why he didn't heal her down here. I do know she's healed. Her healing came in a different form than what we were expecting. I don't understand how God works like he works. I don't understand some of the things that we have to go through. But I know that my mom made her home in heaven. And at the time that mom went home to be with the Lord is the time that I was away from church. And um, my mom had been in a coma for about a day. And they had told us that all her organs are shutting down and there's no chance that she'll come out of this coma. And uh, so just be prepared. It could be any time. And about the second day, I was standing by my mom's bedside in the hospital room there, and uh, she opened up her eyes. And when she opened up her eyes, she looked straight at me, and she reached up and grabbed me and pulled me down to her. Her voice was weak and frail, but she said, Son, promise me you're going to see me in heaven. And I ran from God for quite a few years after that. I, that made me real bitter at God, the reason why he took my mom on home at that stage like he did. And she had suffered for quite a few months with battling cancer, leukemia. And, uh, but I was so bitter at God. But now I've got something to look forward to. And somebody asked me not long ago and said, do you think people in heaven can see what we're doing down here? Well, I don't, I'm no theologian. But just in case they can, I don't like to do a show or a program or a service 
And yes, we have done shows. We've done we've done some of these uh, fairs and festivals. So, you know, y'all don't get all sanctimonious on me and say, "Oh, he said show." But uh, I, I don't like to do anything without playing my mom her song because when I would go visit my mom, I would come in off the road, and sometimes I'd go straight to mom's house, and she would make me this big old breakfast with chocolate gravy. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Homemade biscuits, bacon fried just right, and some hash brown potatoes. And I'd sit there and eat that stuff till I was about to pop. And then she'd say, son, get the guitar and play my song. Now, my mama didn't call it a guitar like you should. She said that guitar, G-E-E-T-A-R. And I knew exactly what mama was talking about when she would ask for her song. And I'm going to do it right now. And uh, y'all just worship God as we do this old song. It goes like this. close any program without asking you do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior if you died today would you go to heaven if you've never been saved or if you've gotten away from God pray with me right now Lord Jesus forgive me for my sins I ask you to come into my heart Lord and save me give me a new heart and make me brand new and I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, if you prayed and asked Jesus Christ into your heart, then we want you to give us a call here at Rig Ministries. Our phone number is 618-383-2107, and we're going to end today's program like we end most of our programs. That's with my testimony in song that I wrote with the help of my songwriting partner, Tom Caldwell. And now we've got a new songwriting partner, Dennis McKay, and he has helped us with this song and brought it up to a new level. Here's Dennis McKay with At the Foot of the Tree off of our brand new CD, Lonesome Road, Volume 1. And yes, you'll be able to get a copy of this CD by calling us, 618-383-2107. Here's Dennis McKay with At the Foot of the Tree. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Called his name This chance would it be my last 
saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Share the good news wherever I go. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be. And I tell everybody what's happened to me. How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. But I called his name. This chance, could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree, and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross, broken-hearted and lonesome. So long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken-hearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.